Good afternoon, sir. My name is Ushna Sheikh, and I'm a student of FIBSC here in this college. So I see all the people around me living a cycle, like a life cycle, who are just working hard and struggling to survive in the society. So my question is how to actually live and not just survive. So like when I'm on my deathbed, I know that my life was worthy enough. Girl, you're asking for just too much. <laughs> this is this is what the what the best and the greatest among us huh, in this human race strove for and, and and struggled all their life. So that's what you're asking for. I'm really glad. Wonderful. Sit. So, how to live and not just survive? Wow. What does it mean to just survive? It means to exist for the sake of the body. Hmm? I'm just trying to put in, in certain technical terms for the sake of clarity. If most of your waking time is spent in pursuit of physical sustenance or physical pleasure, then you are just surviving. Hmm? Six to eight hours we sleep. Another two hours are spent taking care of the body. That makes it eight to ten. Hmm? You are left with 14 hours, 16 hours. Of these 14, 16 hours, three hours are spent commuting. <laughs> if you are in Bombay. So you are left with what? 10, 12 something? Of these 10, 12 hours, if you are spending 80-90% just taking care of your livelihood or trying to maximize your, uh, your physical pleasures, then you are just surviving. What's common between just striving for livelihood and maximizing physical pleasures? Livelihood is the thing that you enter into so that you can maintain your physical sustenance. So physicality is the common link. You ask someone, why do you work so much? Is there joy in your work? Is it a mission you are working for? Do you want to bring about a substantial change within you or in the world? And if the answer is no, they say no, we work so that we can feed ourselves, our family, take care of needs and also provide for our desires and ambitions, then that's called as mere survival. Just survival. Hmm? Most of my effort goes towards taking care of my stomach, my body, my clothes, my accommodation. And the remaining part, the excess amount that I earn, I spend that to take care of my desires, my pleasures. This is mere survival. Are you getting it? 
a fellow earns let's say 100 rupees a month 60 to 70 is spent in what he calls as fixed expenses of the remaining amount the fellow spends rupees 20 in pleasing himself and rupees 10 he keeps in the bank for future use this is mere survival and this must have begun to sound horrible to you because this is how 99% of humanity lives merely for survival just for survival what is real life then real life is when the body, the physicality, is not the end but the means. To live to feed the body is much the same as buying a car to keep refueling it. What does the car do? It goes from the home to the fuel station and comes back to the home. The car moves so that the car can be fueled. The fellow goes to office so that his stomach can be fueled. He goes to office so that he can enough for his stomach, both the stomachs. The physical stomach and the mental stomach. Why does the fellow go to his office? So that the stomach can be fueled. It's much the same as buying a car so that it can be taken to the petrol pump to fuel it. The car goes nowhere else. It goes only till the petrol pump. Or it goes till the garage so that it can be serviced. What's the point in buying and maintaining such a car? It takes you nowhere. There is no destination it can bring to you. Similarly, what is the point in having this body? If the entire life has to be spent just servicing this body, and by body, I mean both the physical body and the mental body, just as the stomach is both the physical stomach and the mental stomach. And the mental stomach, we all know, is hungrier than the physical stomach. Are you getting it? What is the point in having the body? By body I mean the body and the mind. If the entire life you are working just to feed the body and the mind. How does the body demand to be fed? Through food, through clothes and through shelter. These are the three things that the body wants. How does the mind demand to be fed? Infinite appetite. Unending desires. Both of these keep demanding, please feed us, please feed us. The body says, give me a better house, give me better clothes. The mind says, oh, um, that's what I want to have. You know, th that next thing is, remains to be achieved. I must have that. And life is spent just servicing the body-mind complex. It's been 10 years since you bought that car. And it has never taken you anywhere else. And there is, there is so much in the world, great and beautiful. 
that you must go to but your car takes you nowhere because all your time you are just servicing the car the car is of no use to you instead you are being used by the car you do not own the car the car owns you you are a slave to the car similarly we are mostly slaves to our car this is our car you have been gifted with this so that you can use this to reach somewhere in life instead we act as slaves of the body don't we usually the body decides what we'll do and body means body mind the body and the mind decide what you ought to do and the mind is nothing but an outgrowth of the body our desires our thoughts they arise from our physicality don't they your hormones shift a little and your mood shifts does it does that not happen so what you call as your mental emotions are nothing but physical things in motion hmm so of what use is life then if all you have to look for is physical mental security and fulfillment of blind desires you live when there is something beyond physicality to live for do you have that as young people this question should be very very important to you i do not know whether we'll ever meet again i do not know whether my words will mean anything to anybody at all but if even one person here find some significance in what is being said right now the very center of life within will experience a change i meet 25 and 35 year olds now and they say that uh, it's probably too late why couldn't we meet you when we were in college uh, and every day there are like hundreds and thousands of messages emails sir what you are saying is perfectly right but it's just too late for me now i'm 30 fortunately you are not yet 30 so you are just in the right place to decide what your life is for servicing the stomach and the mind or for reaching a lovely destination life is not about eating breathing sleeping walking you cannot even be called as living if you just eat breathe sleep walk take a bath and gossip one cannot even be called alive you know technology is progressing at such a rapid rate we actually have robots today that can do most of what a normal human being does robots can even emote because emotions are just chemical therefore robots too can be made to emote what's the problem in having a chemical arrangement that generates emotions no issues is there something in life beyond what a robot can do 
You say, you know, I'm not dead. I'm alive. Why? You see, because I walk. Even a robo can walk. I speak. Even a robo can speak. I see. Even a robo can see. I love, but, but, but that's simply chemical attraction. Even a robo can be made to experience that. Just Google and you will find robots falling in love. They have been programmed to fall in love, just as we have been physically programmed to fall in love. There is no consciousness in our love. It's just material attraction and repulsion, like iron pieces to a magnet. Are you getting it? Can there be something in life beyond robotic? Hmm? If we have a robot sitting here, it will register everything that I am saying. In fact, using machine learning, using artificial intelligence, the robot will actually be prepare, be able to prepare a very intelligent map of what has been said. It will be able to tell how one part of my response to one question mapped perfectly with another seemingly different part of response to a different question. You'll find it difficult to do. The robot will do it better than you can. In some sense, if the robot sits here, it's gathering my words better than you can. What is it then about a human being that qualifies it or him or her to be called alive? What is that? What is that? And that's something we need to have. You're waiting for me to give the answer? <laughs> That's robotic. <laughs> a robot can never exceed its programming. A robot can never go beyond its programming. 1000 years from now, when you will have unimaginably fast and smart supercomputers, the supercomputers of today will appear like an abacus in front of them. That kind of computing ability, you will have 1000 years is too much, within 50 years. That's the rate at which computer science is progressing. Even then, no computer will ever be able to go beyond what it has been created for. No machine, therefore, can ever be free. And that's the only characteristic of living. Can there be freedom? No machine is free. All machines are operated by some operator outside of them. They are designed by a designer outside of them. They are programmed by a programmer outside of them. They therefore cannot be free. Can you be free? And if you can be free, then you have lived. Otherwise, you have just existed and survived. Huh? Like a piece of flesh. Huh? They're, they're the bacteria, fungi, insects. 
the whole lot of animals they all exist don't they and there is nothing wrong in their existence because they are not even supposed to be free they don't even want to be free but human beings if we are not free something within us keeps weeping does it not you can very coolly have dogs as pets and 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 kitten and if you feed them well and if you treat them well they'll never go away even if you push them out of your house you'll find them returning right and you take them out for a walk and there's a collar around their neck but no human being can ever be satisfied with such an arrangement provided he deserves to be called human no human being will ever say that if i get fed properly and if i am given enough money and if i am given a cozy place to live in and a nice bed to sleep in i'm ready to live like a dog in your house no human being will say that because human beings are constituted to value freedom more than anything else the dog will happily survive in its bondages man cannot happily survive we know of people who would rather die than be enslaved right i hope we all were like that i prefer death over slavery or bondages that's the defining and exclusive characteristic of a truly alive human being freedom freedom from everything freedom from your external masters and more importantly freedom from your inner conditioning inwardly we are badly conditioned hmm? each strand of your hair every particular cell in the body is simply conditioned there's nothing new in life therefore that which you are doing that which you are experiencing emotions your thoughts your instincts your reactions they are all pre-scripted in a sense and on top of that script there is another script imposed on you by the society first of all we are all born conditioned and then the social influences from us uh, coming from family and the media and the college and the religious stream we belong to they all burden us even more and we become thoroughly mechanical the fellow loses all sense of freedom what's scary is most of us lose even love for freedom we resign we surrender we agree to live like slaves we start calling the master's orders as our own thoughts and desires are your desires your own are your targets your own no they are mostly coming from 
a master outside who's dictating terms to us sometimes we know the master most of the times we do not even know that the stuff we are chasing is actually of no use to us some blind force has taught us to respect something to chase something to value something to live for something and we are blindly obeying the commands uh, like a clerk receiving dictation from an officer like a master commanding the dog to fetch the newspaper like a programmer asking the machine to fetch a certain result that's how most of us live can you be free from all this can you see that your existence is threatened from all sides by blind forces that are violent and and senseless and meaningless and because they are blind and senseless they want to capture others lives one mark of ignorance is that it suffers when you are ignorant within you suffer and when you suffer within you know what you become you become violent so that you can make others suffer when the society in general is ignorant it suffers and it makes everybody suffer young people must be cautious suffering bondages should not be labeled as responsibilities as virtues as sanctimonious stuff we must question all the definitions that have been fed to you you have must figure out what is really sacred in life you must figure out what is important what is not on your own and then you are free or at least are walking towards freedom i do not know whether absolute freedom at all is possible i began my response by saying that you are asking for too much i do not know whether in your lifetime you will ever be able to come to something called as absolute freedom but life is made worth living by striving for freedom at all costs and all times irrespective of how lucrative bondages appear reject them it does not matter that you are wearing respectable chains no even if your fetters are made of gold 
just drop them are you getting it that's what a robo cannot do if i ask a robo are you getting it it will just look into the code and database to figure out what to say when somebody asks are you getting it and if it finds nothing there error <laughs> or bad input hmm? that's how machines so are you getting it no robo can ever understand what has just been said it can comprehend but not understand not today not 100 years from today do you understand yes the difference between comprehension and understanding yes. to understand is to live it when you understand freedom then you drop your bondages and you start living freedom comprehension means oh i know what those words imply so if you can know my language huh if you can turn active voice into passive voice if you can translate what i said from english to german or to hindi you have comprehended but comprehension means nothing understanding means living comprehension simply means intellectual translation intellectual translation never helps anybody there are so many people who know so much intellectually it doesn't change their lives but to understand is to commit to what you have known to be true now that i have understood i'm living it and that's what a machine cannot do if i speak of freedom to a robo it cannot drop its programming a thousand times i'll speak of freedom to a robo or to a computer it will still remain programmed and that's how human beings are human beings it is possible for you to go beyond your programming it is possible for you to be free it is possible for you to understand do you choose to understand that's an unfortunate ability bestowed on us choice why unfortunate because typically we choose the wrong option <laughs> freedom is a choice bondages too are a choice 99 times of 100 we make the wrong choice the robo well it cannot choose at all it is simply programmed and even if it will choose the choice will come from the programming true can we make the right choice we'll have to live rightly then right choice is not just about uttering something from the mouth or nodding your head it's about beginning to live in a free way from the center of freedom possible 
फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल ब्यूटिफुल और नॉट यस वेन यूल फाइंड इट ब्यूटिफुल देन यूल मेक इट पॉसिबल दे मस्ट बी ब्यूटी इन अ यंग पर्सनस लाइफ इफ देर इज नो ब्यूटी देन देर इज नो इंस्पिरेशन वाई विल यू मूव इफ देर इज अग्लीनेस ऑल अराउंड from ugliness of one kind who wants to strive to reach ugliness of another kind somewhere you must see greatness and brightness and beauty and then you are inspired and then you move and that's when you can fight your slavery huh and fighting requires a lot of energy be strong Okay, so I'm Manojindu Chaudhary. I'm in the Department of Physics. You see, just as a corollary to what you just said, I want to ask: a robot doesn't have ego. So now, what is the intersection between the urge to be towards freedom and your ego? You could say the robot does have an ego. planted into it by its designer hmm? therefore the ego of the robo is totally in bondage and therefore choiceless you could either say the robo has no ego and that would be perfectly correct or you could say the robo has an ego a sense of i what is ego a sense of i i i the robo has an ego that cannot choose we utter i we utter i exist i am and this i amness could either be robotic or real it is robotic when your i amness is dependent on others and if you feel threatened that if the other disappears or withdraws the i amness itself will disappear that's the slave ego for example i am rich the what is the ego the i am thing is the ego and if the ego says i am rich and if the riches vanish for some reason some reason a stock market crash let's say the fellow says oh my god i am gone because who was i the rich one and the riches have gone so i am dead i am rich now strike out the word rich what remains nothing huh that's false ego but most of us choose to live in this kind of false and dependent ego real ego is self dependent free it does not find it necessary to identify itself with something it does not experience a kind of vacuum that it must compulsorily fill up with something anything some trash many of us for example might be finding it difficult to just sit silently and listen because in the moment of silence you have to say i am 
In fact, you don't even say I am. There is just silence. And that's a threat to the ego because the ego must say something. I am X, I am Y. So the ego chooses to say I am gossiping. Now gossip makes the ego feel alive. Oh, I exist. Otherwise, there is the danger of inner death. Obviously a false death. No real danger actually. Do you get this? The way we are, the way we are born, we are born with the sense of I am. It is this sense of I am that works all life to gain fulfillment. Being unfulfilled is our condition right since birth. But we choose because of ignorance, fulfillment from the wrong kind, of, not even wrong, useless kind of sources. We choose to be associated with something that will fail in delivering fulfillment. Hmm? So I am rich or I am traveling, I am a tourist, I am a husband, I am a lover, I am educated, I am intelligent. I'm Hindu, I'm Muslim, I'm male, I'm female, I'm smart. We want at all moments to associate ourselves with a certain identity. In the hope that the association will bring fulfillment. That association does not bring fulfillment because it is an exercise in the wrong direction. We require not association, but actually dissociation. That is called freedom. Freedom is to dissociate yourself from all your dependencies. Would you remember this? Freedom is to dissociate yourself from your dependencies. Whereas the ego is constantly clamoring for more and more dependencies. Even the things that you call as your assets actually become your dependencies. For example, I own a Rolls Royce. In language, I seem to be implying that I am the master of the car. But tell me, one day the Rolls Royce isn't visible, something has happened. And you need to go from place A to place B. And all that is available is a humble hero splendor. What will happen to you? Think of your condition. Now who's the master and who's the slave? Who's the master? Were you the owner of the car? No. The car became so important to you, you got dependent. And now when the car is not there, the car is not suffering, you are suffering. So who is the master? The car is the master. The ego chooses to associate, associate, achieve, obtain, accomplish, thinking that all these associations will give it fulfillment. No, they don't. Freedom comes from dissociation. And dissociation does not mean that you throw your Rolls Royce away. Freedom simply means that internally you are not dependent on the car for your identity. The car is there, if it needs to be. I don't think mostly it needs to be there, Rolls Royce kind of thing. But even if it is there, 
it is at your periphery mental periphery it does not become so important to you that you keep it at the center of your life similarly with persons you start idolizing someone huh you call someone as your role model and that person becomes so important to you or because i'm talking to young people you fall in love and that person becomes your entire universe if not the entire universe at least the center of your universe that's the way of the ego to depend to constantly experience a hollow and look towards the world to somehow fill up that hollow can this fill up my hollow i i want to attain this so i'll work very hard to earn money to have this hoping that this will reduce my feeling of being unfulfilled rolls royce a higher degree a better paying job a bigger house a new boyfriend all these are in the same category the ego is using them to somehow get rid of its state of incompleteness but these efforts do not succeed what the ego really wants is freedom not association more associations will not make you feel better freedom from associations is what make you makes you come alive and freedom from associations does not mean being a loner it simply means not being a slave can't you be in a relationship without being a slave can't there be a healthy and free relationship or do you really have to become somebody's pet dog for the relationship to exist right so that's the choice that you have do you want to live in freedom or do you want to chase associations assets accomplishments all your life the more you chase the more you will be disappointed and suffer is this making sense or is it just too much and too fast ha huh? not sure <laughs> i hope this at least gives you a start hmm you're young you have long way to go and you have time